0: Hello and welcome to Porter's Bar where we are live at the first annual Kalena Matchmaking Festival
1: Very exciting stuff Mark, I must say I have goosebumps There's a certain electricity in the air here that I can't really put my finger on And such a crowd too How would you describe the talent
0: around here today Mark? Talented at being single is how I'd describe him I'd say Michael (laughs) Uh, There's quite a few queer hawks wandering around out there See Mark, that's exactly the
1: kind of cynicism we're going to read out of you today with this matchmaking festival. We've entered you into the speed dating section this afternoon, Mark. Oh dear. <laughs> but first, let's meet some of your competitors, Mark. I'd like to speak to some of the eligible bachelors here today. Hello there, sir. What's your name?
2: Hello there. My name is Brendan Bowron.
0: That's a peculiar name, Brendan. Would you mind telling us a bit about its origins?
2: Well, my real name is actually Niall McCarthy, but I've been known as Brendan Bowron ever since the days of the dance house. From here as far as Toome back, every doorman will be aware of Brendan Boweron. By
1: God, that's no mean feat. You must have been
2: extremely talented. Oh, I was talented alright, as some of the ladies here today are going to find out.
1: Oh, fantastic. Are you going to play them some songs? What? What are you on about? Uh, did you not just say you were a musician?
2: Oh, no, no. The doorman at the dance halls all knew me as Brendan Boweron because they'd always catch me banging out the side of the building. Jesus Christ. That's right, you've got some stiff competition. Let's move on, Michael, I
0: feel sick. We'll try to
1: speak to one more competitor today, Mark, before we move on. Hopefully this one is a bit more of a gentleman.
0: Here's a man now who looks like he means business. How are you, big lad? What's your name, sir?
2: Hello, lads. My name's Declan.
0: Hello, Declan. Could you tell us a bit about yourself? What brings a young single man like you to such an event as this?
2: Well, first of all, lads, I'm definitely
1: not young. And second of all, I'm not single. Also, you're just here to spectate. Jesus,
2: no. I'm here looking for a bit of action. You see, I'm married to a woman named Carmel, and while she's still feral in the bedroom, she's a thunder bitch to live with. She's gone every
0: weekend to these curse-of-god field days selling buns and cakes. She was even at some Covid-friendly field day in of Fancy last weekend. So I'm here looking for a new part-time sparring party. I've got your back on this one, Declan. Mark, no! We at Paper Choosers do not endorse adultery. We don't endorse being a bitch at the field aid either, Michael. Nickel touch, Declan. Solid. Could all of the contestants please make their way to the
2: middle of the lounge? To the middle of the lounge, please. To the middle of the fucking lounge, please. All the contestants, thank
0: you. Jeez, Michael, I'm getting very nervous now. Uh, What do I say to him? Just relax and be yourself, it will be
1: grand. Hi, I'm
0: Sheila. Hi, Sheila, I'm Mark. Tell me a bit about yourself.
1: I'm I'm a Reiki hero. You see... In chakra alignment that's why i brought my crystals here with me
0: next <laughs> hi i'm mark i co-host a podcast actually it's called paper choose ah next <laughs> good evening i'm an doyle hi Ann. i'm mark here are the headlines i enjoy the company of dogs the outdoors and going out to eat thanks Ann. in sport gory have cleaned. michael stop michael i'm on a date here <laughs> oh dear sorry mark i don't know what came over me and next up, we have a new date, as this one has proved fruitless. Good evening. Good evening. That's full time here from us at Paper Tuesdays at the Kalina Matchmaking Festival. Mark, a lot to digest there. Yes, Michael, some valuable lessons learned here today. I think we both. Oh, what's that? Get your fucking hands off me! Get your fucking hands off me! Michael, look, Brendan Bowron's being kicked out. And the trousers still around his ankles. Lord save us! Ally, Brendan, I told you, lads. Dave competition! True master of his craft there, Michael. I think we should leave now, (laughs) Mark. And there we have it, Michael. A long day, and a lot was learned. What do you think? I think you should stick to Tinder. I think so. (laughs) Thanks, folks. Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Paper Tuesdays with Mark Halpin and what was your name again? Sorry.
1: That's Michael Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: fairies took over
1: you there, Mark. The Halloween <laughs> yeah. special were joined by Michael Fortune of Folklore.ie and many other websites. Uh, Michael, it's a great pleasure to have you.
2: Well, thanks a million for inviting me, Lance.
1: Cheers. Right. And all the way from Curragh, Greg and Ballandag and a very different Halloween for you and your family this year. Of course, you're, you're saying that you're probably going to bring the girls out for a walk because of the magic of nighttime there. Is that, that that's still
2: your plan yet? Yeah. yeah, we're lucky. I suppose it might be the same for people in towns or villages, but we're out in the, out in the sticks here. And There's always a bit of magic if anyone who goes out at nighttime, even when you remember back to your own childhood, it's that magic when it gets dark, At moment when it's getting dark on Halloween night. Um, and even though you know the, the, the game of the 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 game is to get sweets and to get money really for a child, you know, but there's loads of other kind of things influencing how they feel, you know. Um, and to get a chance to go out in the dark is there's something kind of really special about that. So we'll go up and down the road here just to walk, walk. Like even last year, it's funny the way things play out. Last year we did um we did a tour, we live in the, just a rural Townsland, and we did a tour of um, just, with, just loads of families with kids here. And we did a tour of the fields, literally mucky, wet, down fields with a tree and a gap in a ditch, you know that kind of, right? And yeah. that's where folklore exists, really. And that's what, I've, you know, so we went along and we, we brought an hour-long walk through the fields. Um, and we just told the kids, we made up stories along the way of, oh, that tree over there was called a love tree. It was, a, you know, we made up things as we went along with certain things planned as we went along for the, for the, we, we felt that we have to cheer up with loads of combs on us so under loads of said oh the banshee was sitting there a while ago and you know and we don't know about a pig that was caught you know real harmless stuff but the stuff that we came back the next day we heard back from parents just young has been on about that, that 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 haunted pig that goes up and down by gerald murphy's lane So <laughs> you the seeds you know and that's the magic thing about i suppose stories is that i suppose we've such a long uh, such a Great tradition of an oral tradition that we we fill in the blanks ourselves in our heads and that's something we should never lose sight of you know and we're so used to the moving image now filling in all those blanks for us but before we did all the, the, the hard work or the groundwork ourselves figuring out jesus you know and we all interpret the story differently which is always lovely and special as well um and it again add into that then the night time which adds that extra little bit of a dimension to it a little bit of an edge to it so uh but we'll do the same and you know what i'd say more people will kind of It'll, I mean, hopefully, it'll offer a chance for reflection, where we we'll, we don't need the big sensation. We don't need the the Halloween theme park. You know that kind of stuff that we you know not the way Halloween was going. We're we're borrowing that kind of American kind of thing again. There's not nothing wrong with the American thing now either. It was only for it. We we wouldn't I'll come back to that in a while, would you? I know, yeah. yeah but that but that that yeah that idea. There's just um, yeah. I think we we'll, we'll pull back a little bit and pull back into the home a little bit. You mentioned.
1: Yeah, filling in the blanks. And what I love is, yeah, we do that. But sometimes the blanks are filled in for us. You've met, I'd say, a good few people who've struggled to get out of fields at nighttime. I would say that has been a common thread. Tell us about
2: that. Yeah, that's a common one. That's a common one all over the country. And the Fogin Mara they call it in some parts of the country, or the stray sod. But we never called it. We just called it on Wexford, and especially around North Wexford, we always had oh, a lad getting lost in the field. The classic one was a lad. You know, you hear, the, you can almost hear it. I, I, one thing I love about folklore and recording folklore on, on film and recording and voice, is you hear the rhythm of the accent and the rhythm of the words as well. And you'll hear I always think back to a man from Gorey called Andy Carton, just to come out to us in Ballygarrett years ago when we grew up, and the stories he had from Gory was the same Structures we had in Ballyguard, even though we thought that was a world away, you know. It was like, you know, a man, you know, a man went into a field after a rabbit and he couldn't get out a rabbit and he went around and around the field and three and then, you know, he went around three times, he couldn't get out, but then he had to take off his coat or maybe he said Hail Mary and he got out, but you know, sometimes that to stay in the field and said that was the classic one they have to stay in the field and never get out of the field and be there till the morning. The fairies will let him out then, but that's the same thing. The lovely thing about that is you could go to Cranford, you'd hear the same thing, the exact same structure, the same pauses and rises, you know. And that's what's lovely about yeah. it. And even the same pauses and rises you'll hear from, for even even from, I, I can imagine, I can only imagine that the person that would have heard, I would have heard that story from, or my own father would have heard the story, it'd be the same rises and pauses that his father had or his grandfather had. So even that, you know, that massive shift in accent now and the massive shift in how we, you know, the way we speak, even I, I speak differently to my own father, but that definitely, um, it's always, always interesting to me. Always, always interesting to mm. me. Um, yeah, Lads getting there was also a queer thing as well. I've heard over the years, the boys up in Donegal were on about this to me, and I suppose there's a little bit of sense in it too. They always said, You know, uh, a lad getting lost in the field, there might be a reason he got lost in the field. He could be out doing something he shouldn't be doing, he could be out seeing some other woman he shouldn't be seeing, he could be, you know, <laughs> right? And he came home, and said, where were you last night? Ah, I got fair, you know, the fairies, <laughs> <laughs> whether the wife believed that or not, I don't know, yeah. <laughs>
1: Michael, we have a thing here on Paper Tuesdays where we take a parish of the week and this week we're, we've given the parish of the week award to Livingstone Parish in Louisiana, America there and uh, the Livingstone Parish officials have announced that trick-or-treating will be held as per usual it can take place in the parish between 6 and 8pm the parish president, some title latent Risks, says he's not issuing any directives about the public's participation in trick-or-treating activities but he encourages people to be Vigilant and responsible, and um, they want people to follow the guidelines outlined by the governor. So, there you are, Parish of the Week, Livingstone Parish in Louisiana. Now, you touched on it, Michael. This is something close to your heart Halloween, our greatest Irish export. That's what you describe it as.
2: Yeah, I really think it's a, it's a huge success story that we didn't re, don't, realize, we don't, we don't really realise. We're beginning to become aware of it now in the last couple yeah. of years. I suppose we've been banging on about it. Uh, I suppose we grew up, we're we very privileged to have grown up in Oxford, and you're, you're the same. There's something We have a, a deeper connection to the guys and the the the, the 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 moment aspect of Halloween than other parts of the country. And you know, that I'll, I'll mention that later on, but definitely an absolute, complete e- an export. You now, the Scots and the Welsh did it as well, but we'll claim it. You know the kind of way they did? it. The, 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 it's in our blood to claim. It. um but yeah huge 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 um, huge, huge success and I've, I've been saying this for years i really think that I, I did only for it going to america and we see people will knock over bringing in the american version of it now whatever but only for it surviving in american becoming so popular in america that we kind of re-imported it i could have went by the wayside here because i've seen so many of our traditions go by the wayside in the 1960s and early 70s like where we would have had um harvest dances I know that would have changed slightly we would have definitely had Christmas moment we would have had Guggan for eggs definitely out in the Toby's. you would have had uh, a colleague in, for wedding dances and things like that so those dressing up traditions just dipped away and survived in pockets and pockets around the country and I kind of get the feeling that maybe sometimes we're so we're so maybe a, li- a little bit of a lack of confidence in ourselves sometimes that we we needed someone else to, 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 I don't know how, I don't know how we, we've came to this stage, but definitely I think the American influence has helped us, really has helped us, I I, I found. Now, we have to kind of pick and choose what we want to take from that. I.e., you know, Do we want to go down to Barbie princess, superhero, costume stuff or do we want to look at maybe look at our own traditions things that are our own we did ourselves like as I was saying like that 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 whole dressing up acting the Egypt thing was huge along in in, in Ballygarrett, right and it was probably like you and you look at you look at Kevin Danaher's maps you look at the pockets of Ireland you're talking North Wexford into Wicklow, Carlow, Kildare, Dublin, Loud and little pockets around the country but that was the that was the hotspot. They were the there's that's where the guys in tradition must had it strongest, right? Um that dressing up tradition. Um and that carried on. I saw I saw that growing up in Ballygarth. I still saw I saw it carried on. Um and even record my own grandmother and mother talking about it. Granny was born in 1912, and they remembered going out, but it was always the older t- bot- t- kids and the uh, Young, younger lads, lads in their late, late teens, early twenties, they were the lads who went out. So it was always an older, an older activity. It wasn't a kids' activity. That only changed in the fifties and early sixties. That with the kind of I suppose the American influence of it, and then it just spread around the country. Then whatever, but that the the the, the adult side to it was always really huge. That moment side, that idea of calling your neighbours, getting called cannon, getting money. Um, like Granny said, days to go in little gangs around where they lived, between Claremorris and Ballygarrett, and they would go on townslands, a small townsland, and some would go over that way, more would go to Monimolyn direction, more would go Claremorris direction, and they'd round up money for a Halloween party. And then they'd get money and maybe a bit of food, maybe it was a drink, and then they'd have this uh, party maybe a couple of nights after. And that kind of that kind of practice was repeated up the country as well, and Dub- even the Dublin city that was a thing, getting stuff for the Halloween party. Um, so it, it has fundamentally changed. Like we've got little kids now and they go out whatever, but you know I'm, I'm just it's, that's 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 it's good. You know it's good it's well planted, um, but it, the, the adult side was definitely really big, yeah.
0: Uh, Michael the games that you'd play at Halloween Were they sort of around back then You know bobbing for apples And we used to have an apple hanging from the ceiling And you put your hands behind your back And like it would be too small to reach it So you'd stand up on a chair And you'd be there Trying to take a bite out of the apple And getting a crick in your neck Trying to do it But like is that where that sort of came from Was that
2: yeah, it, it, The whole the whole feasting thing was always really big at those big calendar dates. So we're talking for the quarter. It's a, one of the classic quarter dates in the year. So we're going into sound into the sorry we going into, our, into into the winter, and then we went to the first of February was the spring, May summer, and then uh, Lammas Day or lunas Day in, in August, right? So the idea of feast before something was always real big, right? So at that time I suppose apples, nuts, whatever they're hazelnuts. I suppose there were monkey nuts kind of came in then, but it was the basic idea of. A fruit before you, before the end, before the and fruit, and loads of games around the fruit before you went into the depths and the darks of winter. Um, also, they like one of the classic things, and you got it from Wexford, you get up and down the country. You, uh, was they always said that the fairies pissed on sorry, I'd say this. <laughs> well, I love that, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this. Yeah, <laughs> the, fairies, the fairies come out that night, or the pook, or the devil, whatever character you want to give it to, it, and he pissed on the, the slows and he pissed on blackberries, or some people will say he spat on them, you know, depending on the clothes you are, right. <laughs> <laughs> And That was the classic thing, and then, and I suppose that was a so warm you couldn't up. eat
1: the berries after Halloween because they'd been pissed on by oh, the fairies, mate. right? Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But the way basically it was a, it was a sell-by date or a best-before date, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the fruit was always big in those games, like and you mentioned to just even thinking about it, like even, even thinking back your own our own childhood, like eighties or probably in the nineties. Jesus, you know yourself, it's not, you know, his child putting his head into a big basin of water and, you know, trying to get a coin, you know, that kind of way, you know, yeah, which I yeah. was part of it, you know, and, like, so your, those kind of games, where it, was a little, it wasn't a game just for, you know, every, everyone's a winner game, you know, there were a little bit of hardship to win, you know, to get the mm-hmm. coin at the bottom of the yoke or to get the apple, it was always a bit of hardship, and I remember recording some men up around, Mick Higgins and them up around, uh, no, uh, oh, geez, who was it now, oh, lads up around kind near last year. I can't remember Hughes Two brother He Yeah And they were saying as well Like they went to the house Years ago And the lad to be written in the coins in the pan And the lad to go in To throw the money in the pan so Now pick it up lads And the lads are- <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, so there's always That little bit of an edge to it You know And even the games Like even the one putting their face in the flower To be lads hiding the ups in it, like I, I saw my daughter Last year She put a her chestnut In the flower with, with me slammed my face into it Right it's only seven or eight and sure, I got the right prod in the nose, but sure, that's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what to do, you know? There was definitely a, there was one thing that I remember you hear it, you'd hear it in, in, in the Isle of Man in their folklore and you'd like recordings of Peter Kennedy and all would have done. And you'd hear it even for recording Mammy and all at home was to kind of said there were no rules that night. Rules went out the window. And that was really oh. important. Yeah, rules went out the window that night. So it was a bit of lawlessness involved in it as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, you mentioned there Flower um, the, We're going to Have a look at this bailages, uh One of these stories There are so many of them As you mentioned Like they're uh, f- You can find them all On Jukas.ie And you can just Search by keyword So I just put in Halloween And I got some Great stories here This one was collected By Peggy Mulligan And Cran And then it contains um, This story On Halloween night A girl gets a plate Of flour And places it on the table She puts a snail on it And in the morning The snail will have left The initials of her Future husband in the flower <laughs> right so that's one. it gets better back i love this <laughs> sometimes a girl goes out into the haggard with a sieve on halloween night she puts the sieve under the cave of an old stack if she catches a bird the first boy she thinks of will be her future husband <laughs> it's the leaps of imagination that you love about it michael isn't it
2: yeah it's absolutely like even throwing two horse chestnuts into the fire that was a classic one as well you'd leave and you'd wait there and uh, you, that, that was going to be your future husband or your future wife. And if they stayed together, didn't pop out of fire, you were going to do, you know. But it was all, all about predicting our future. Another one as well, I came across. See, don't you think some of these as well across, but across European, whether across or over, over in Wales as well, leaving your shoes at the end of the bed. So you leave your shoes, at, like your snail story again, you leave the shoes at the end of the bed and your laces or laces, as we call them, as well, and you'd wait the next morning, and the, the laces would spell the the boy or the girl you were going to marry. Usually, usually the girls did it, but they were huge. But you're, e- but like even to be fair, and I'm so glad it survived. Really, the Bar and brack, like the Bar and brack with the wedding ring, you know, like with, like that story you just told us there. about you, you were dreaming of the person you were going to marry, right? And for that to survive, I think that 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 was a real. To me, that was that was key, you know, um, to be able to have a piece of of only a very simple bread. You know, tea cake, really, whatever you want to call it, and the ring. Now, to be fair, it's interesting as well. Like anyone, I, so many people have recorded all over, well, all over Wexford will talk about making the barn bracks, but you'd put money in, you'd put a nail in, you'd put a button in, you'd put loads of things, symbolize different things. But isn't it gas? The one thing that did survive was the ring, you know. the... But yeah. Our marriage was the ultimate goal, lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: but it's the simplicity of the human experience that you're extracting even in all these interviews. And we when we look back at these stories, I mean love always comes up. It might be immigration, future prospects, whatever it is. Like you even suggested in that maybe this Halloween people might do their own form of that in like, uh, tell us about that game where you spin the child around and then (laughs) (laughs) the
2: the great thing about how these games with children is that if the adults can enjoy them then it's a win-win for everyone, you know. The kind of way they can mm. the one, you get a bit of a bit of satisfaction out of them as well. Yeah, the plate game again was a common one. Again, where you'd put down, oh God, come here! For me, you'd put down five, six, seven, eight plates, and depending, depending on how good your imagination was, and wrap the child around with a sorry, put a cloth in the child's head and spin it around two or three times, and then the person would have to put their hand on. Now you could have a now you could have like a, a stick meant you were going to get harched ring meant you were going to get married money was mo- you were going to be rich um, got a, a, a timble meant, meant you were going to be a spinster um, there were different symbols well, what, clay clay meant you were going to die water meant you were going to emigrate and like even to be fair I'd be showing this to young lads in schools and uh, there's heavy stuff now to mention you know that kind of way but you mm-hmm. you know So sometimes you change things around you might put a piece of Lego in or you might put a pencil in or you might put <laughs> an in or something else you know that kind of way but, uh, but the fact that I think You know what, come here to me. Maybe chaps can handle it as well, a little bit, you know, that kind of way that the, the dark side of stuff, a little bit because they're they can they enjoy it a little bit. Um, but that's the idea. You put it in, and whatever where your hand lands, that's what your future is going to be. But it's a strange one, and it's a strange one for us as, as a society now to even juggle that thing. Do we do we leave the water in? Do we leave the clean in particular? Like you know, do we leave mm. debt in 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 especially in times like this? So you know, it really depends on how you're going to. You know, everyone's be different. Or, or is different. But I, I I found it really interesting as a probably historically as well that we'd have water. The fact that we'd have immigration was just an accepted mm. thing. It was there like that? Was there like hardship of a stick? Was there like being married? You know that kind of way. And you know, some you know, there's a bigger reading of it. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. But I just said, geez, the fact that there's water there, you know. I mean, you he could, he could, he could only be travelling from Bally to Gore, you know, but you, <laughs> <laughs> that was far enough years ago too.
1: Like, <laughs> it, you know? yeah. I'll give you another one here from Peggy Mulligan's Tales from Cran Lord. The informant was Pat Nolan. If a girl ate salty herons on Halloween night, and if she dreamt that a certain boy gave her a drink, she would marry that boy. Sometimes a boy and a girl go out into a field when there is cabbage on Halloween night. They each pull up a head. If there is clay on the roots, they will be married soon. But if there is no clay on the roots, they will never be married. So, uh, I'd always... say there'll be a few people dusting off the clay. Ah, oh, oh, it's a pity. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Ashlyn are getting up to know this Halloween. <laughs> all herons and cabbage. Yeah. Speaking of herons, Michael, you've done a world of work on herons. Uh, they're they're a big deal, aren't they?
2: They're a big deal for us for a little small thing. Yeah, it's funny. Mm. But before going to the herons, yeah, that yeah. cabbage thing was done in Newfoundland. The idea of throwing, yes, I recorded man a man over in Newfoundland. See, all the, these things went over as carbon copies over there and survived in pockets. But the cabbage thing was there and picking up heads of cabbage, breaking them on the road or throwing them at someone's door. So that was on there. I've got recordings of who was it? Kenneth Nash talking, but I remember that probably in the sixties uh, over in, in Branch in Newfoundland, yeah. But back to the her so Les. <laughs> yeah yeah I actually saw a photograph last night someone in bely had herns up she, 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 was, she was eight in hers but the idea of sitting down now with someone to eight herons now would uh, uh as, as, a, as a kind of a, um, as a as a first date or something like that now doesn't doesn't do it but uh, <laughs> yeah but they're, but they're, 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 they're a big part of that kind of the headspace in Wexford you know people are proud of them They kind of the like Halloween I suppose as well there are I, I, I I'm there are certain things in our lives if we strip back all the things we have now there are certain things in our lives that make sense to make sense of the year that we have so we're going into the dark of the winter now we're going into the coming coming in a couple of days time with Halloween and it made sense, you know, we marked that period and then we said, right now, lads, this is it now. All the harvest is done, all the spuds should be in, all their cabbages should be, you know, right. So we, like, you, like, it wasn't that long ago, like right off in 1950s and 60s. lads out in Ballygarden, our crowd anyway, maybe in other parts of Gory as well, outside of Gory as well, cooking on the open fire you know, they had to put the the, the pits in for the spuds, to go to town once every, every, once in a blue moon, to go to town once every month even up here in Ballandagan where I'm living should go into the snorty was like a big, It was like going to the city, you know, and that was, you know so our lives have completely changed but those dates in which we uh marked our lives were really, really important. So I always even personally myself, I find Halloween and, and um and the first of May real pivotal things in my own life. I love to come in the coming of summer. And I suppose I, I I only have to admit then that winter is coming now and you just you just hunker down and you get through the winter, you know. So those dates like the like the Christmas dates and um St Bridges Day, all those things are really important. Um they mightn't be as important now with bright lights and the lights we're all living, but just, you know, wasn't that long ago, they were absolutely really, really crucial. But back to the point of the herns, the herns were the same. There were almost this thing that you knew come October, come November, you'd have this fish coming in and then you'd have it early December. And then people stopped eating and then come close to Christmas and they were salted and you'd keep them up for Lent. That was a tradition around Ballygarde, Kamuckridge, probably other parts of the county as well. But, you know, it was just, you, you mark the year with the arrival of this little fish, you know, that kind of way. And it was maybe something to look forward to. And I even think as well, I'd, t- I'd say if it was a new, someone who, uh, food, uh, science, food historian or someone here, there's, there's bound to be something in the evening, the oil of the fish, that's psychologically good for good for us, good for our brains in, in, in the depths and the darks of winter, you know, yeah. to
1: be able
2: to eat these fish. Um, but yeah, and... It, So so that's just me overanalyzing it maybe a bit too much, but it is important. Yeah. To bring it back to Halloween, uh, we
1: had a loyal listener there looking to know uh, your thoughts on the Banshee and a bit about the history of it, uh, Michael.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, one one of the lovely things is the the bow is what we all grew up calling her in in our part of and Oh, right. The bow from, I suppose she was down, the bow from South Wexford as well, but mid-North Wexford was the the, the of the bow, the, the home of the bow. Um, it was a great, yeah, so the, the, that's what we are. said. Oh, the bow, the, the man heard the bow where he picked up the bow's comb. And we'd always spell it B-O-W, but it was probably from the Irish B-I-D-H. Um, down in Waterford, the collar, the bibe. The bibe, the collar, right? Right. Um, and the only place I've heard of the bow is North Wexford, really. Mid-North Wexford, South Carlow, South Wicklow, uh, parts of West Wicklow and uh, Rome Castle Dermond. have one recording of a man in Castle Dermond called her that. Right, that's and you're talking. This is MacMurray, Cabinet Clan, Gaelic kids based yeah. on. You, you, sometimes you relate these stories and you kind of go, you time in with maps. Um, and the bow was always said there was a man near Ballyguard called John Nail John Nail was an old man. We were chaps he used to walk up the road and we were afraid of a shite of him. And the poor old crater would <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't harm anyone, but no, as chaps, you could have been an older person. And they were always said John Nail shot the bow in the high trees over by the Hydro or Upton House and uh, you went know, up the bird all of us was a bird and I record that story maybe twice in, in Wexford this idea that the bird or the bell was a shape-shifting thing and that ties in with so much of the folklore just the, the banshee being an announcer of death Um and if you look at the Coo Cullen statue statue in the GPO, the Oliver Shepherd statue, the, Oliver Shepherd, the, the Pikeman statue is here in, in Escorty in Wixford. And there's the bow on his shoulder, the, bow, bow, or the, bow, the bow, bow on his shoulder, this bird, this raven, this dark raven that would come and when death would to announce death. And that same little like repeated motif of this bird coming, tapping on the window or a robin coming into the house or, um, yeah, bird tapping on the window or, it was, that's all, or someone was dying you'd always see the bird hanging around the house. And you talk to anyone, especially older people, like, oh yeah, you know, even when my own mother died, I, I, I someone told me a similar story. And this is folklore, you know, but of, oh yeah, the robin came in, you know, and People have that, people you know, but that oh, yeah. the Robin thing is, you know, is, well, it's all over Ireland, but the, but yeah, we that's what we call her. It was a great saying as well. That's maybe I should tell you as well. It said, if it was a particular type of man, maybe somebody old, your older, last might hear this. He said, That fellow he'd ride the bow and the bow she sat on, <laughs> the I bow said, and the bow, <laughs> <she sat on. laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty fella. And he said, That fellow now, he'd ride the bow and the bow she sat on. Like, <laughs> that's
0: very good. Oh, I'll keep that
1: one. <laughs> this is from uh, West Wexford it's from uh, Temple Ludigan and it was about a man who was passing a rat one Halloween night he was passing he got a smell of con he went in to see who was there and he didn't he see seven or eight little fairies sitting on stools he said good night to them the man was hungry and the fairies asked him to have colcannon he said yes the fairies gave him a big plate of colcannon when he had it eaten they asked him to have more and the man had more colcannon he ate so much that he swelled up and he could hardly see how over his stomach. The fairies rolled him home across the fields because he was unable to walk. When they got him to his own door they couldn't get him in because he was so wide. They sent for a witch, and he she lived near him. The witch came and made the door wide, and so the fairies got him in. They asked the witch to make him small. The witch said she couldn't do that because the queer men were still by him. There you are. Fine story from Ballandoni and Temple Now fairies, Michael, um but well, there's a lot going on in this story. Actually,
2: yeah, you don't. The king. Yeah, my God. yeah,
1: yeah. Like you don't. You're you're an artist and a folklorist. Like you don't. Uh, you you listen to the person. You take their experience, but you're not going to. You, it's not like you believe everything they say. Then, or you know, it's it's you you treat it for what it is, and you respect their experience. Just to come like. That story has passed from father to son and then now we have it in this folklore. You see what's going on here in like, um, you know, maybe the moral of the story is that, you know, you shouldn't eat too much because then you wouldn't be able to get home in time. Would you bother thinking about stories that way or do you just take them for what they are?
2: No, it's, it's a good question. That story is a classic case of the story that I told you earlier on, that once we'd walk up around the fields and make up something to keep, to entertain something, Right we should never lose sight of what folklore is in the sense that folklore is a living entity and it can be read in so many different ways. One thing that I love about Irish people, they'll tell you something as fact and then they'll wink at you at the same time, right? <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely little bit, bit of, And there's a little bit of play for you to figure out. And that's what's really lovely. I went through art college and I was always, back in the late mid mid, mid mid 90s, and I started using video and film as tools. But then I suppose the feeding ground for the work was people and place. And I suppose folklore was always there and belief and how people had beliefs outside the, the structures of school, outside the structures of the church and how those stories existed. But also I I came from a a, a background where those stories and voices and that messing and the entertainment aspect of folklore was really, really important because we're living in a copy and paste generation now where we can go to do just copy and paste a story and tell a story and it's brilliant in its own right. But there's something lovely about the the person. We should never lose sight of people and stories because the people and the messing and that lovely, all those human characteristics. And that's why I think video and film, for me anyway, I'm going to say, say how great it is because you get that. And you get those lovely layers. And also you get the lovely layers where you record material and you show it back in the local hall or you show it back. You know, social media was a tool in which I show it back, that space in which I reach the audience without having to be in the pure making work for academic purposes or making work because I saw for so, so long it was a bit of an academic pursuit you know I kind of found it was lads talking about stuff just for for the, for the sake of uh, you know papers going off to present the paper somewhere talking about the banshee or the fairies or something like that but it's funny when you show back that, that material back like that story you had there you told me there now oh, lads, I, I could show one story back about some some man who uh, he, he, he leveled a rah and the wife got her fingers caught in the lawnmower and if I show that back in the local hall, sometimes they'll have to be bursting our holes laughing at it. the locals would right to be right. And then if there could be if I showed it back at some conference place in Germany somewhere to be going, why 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 are you laughing? This is not <laughs> 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 loads of ways and ends to it. And it's up I think what's lovely about me and what's lovely about that thing as well is that yeah, that there's room for us to have to be you know, Rather than being fed stuff, you know, that kind of way. And even yeah. when someone goes, that's not true, and then they know it's not true, but then, they, you know, they, you kind of want to believe it a little bit as well, you know? Um, and that's kind of, the, that. there's a, a magic to it. Um, there's a, that story there is lovely. It's a great bit of play. Whoever it was it was just making up something, the right bit of crap. You know that kind of <laughs> <way>? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that crack element, and they're not always anchored. That story might not be anchored in the, in, in, in the 1800s. That could have been made up two two years before, you know, 1937, you know, by someone. Yeah. So it's, um, and that the real play element is interesting. And I'd see people even telling me stuff, you know, when, uh, yeah, there's, there's there's just so much material there even to, to, to reference, but uh, like, I'm trying to think, thinking now, who else would it be? Classic cases and stuff. Um, Ned and John, poor John Murphy and Mars Castle. John I was Murf- going to say about
1: it, yeah. it, it yeah. Dahi and Nula when that was on RT, I say I've played that to people at least 20 times. It's a beautiful piece of five minutes of video. Yeah, do people say that to you a good bit? Or? Yeah, yeah,
2: a bit. Yeah, so, yeah I, 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 I yeah, a, a bit. I suppose now because John only John passed away. Yeah, God rest him. Yeah, absolutely. How important it is. And Eric came here to me. Ned was playing the game. Ned was... Enjoying it and drawing John, and but John was new, knew the story too. When you look back at that as well, John knew there was a stu- he was playing, there was an element of play. He was looking at me, and you knew he was, you know, you were, you were there in that little moment. It was a little bit of a little bit of this is serious, but then I'm, I'm messing as well at the same time. <laughs> and the men in particular, that's the truth now. And then be lo- looking at you, you know, the older men, you know, but be the frig, Ned. That's that word. Oh, we, we
1: still say it to me, here be the frig, Ned, be the frig, Ned, you know. <laughs> That, and the, the
2: intonation there, did you say? Now it leads back. Oh, priceless. Oh, absolutely. And here's the gas thing, lads. You, and you've seen this as well over the years. I've seen, Eric, come to me. There's no dividing between counties and all this kind of stuff. But sometimes we believe things don't exist in our own part of the world. And I would go, I, like, I used to go back to Granny and say, "God, Granny, there was a man telling me there today about the cure for fowls and cattle's feet." And said, oh, "I could have told you that." Said, "Why what you tell me? Oh, "Sure." "No." So she saw no value in it, right? And then if you talk to some people and they would go, "Ah, no, you wouldn't get any old folklore here now. You need to go down to South Wexford for that." Then you go to South Wexford and they go, "Ah, no, no, you need to go to Clare for that." You know that kind of way. That's <laughs> <laughs> the the whole time, and we don't realize what's actually around us, around us now. You know that kind of way. Yeah. And that can be a lovely thing, but it can also be to our own detriment because someone else will there, You know that kind of, you know, we we have got way more folklore. You know that like that, that classic map that I was talking about, Kevin Danaher's map of the where the, the Halloween tradition was at its strongest in Ireland. It wasn't the West Coast. It was, you know, it was all those little boring counties that were, you know that we call the North Wexfords and the Carlos and the Wicklows, and you know, that kind of way. Mm. Didn't bracket of the romantic notion of the of, of Connemara or, or or Mayo and I'm not knocking any of them counties. But you know, sometimes that, you know, e- even the Maybush Bush tradition. Th- those some of the, the when you see the layers, like the layers are coming in from mainland Europe into England, to Cornwall, to Wales. You know, th- you know, we're we're sometimes we take we we can take for granted our stuff. We you know, and, and yeah. we buy tourist version of ourselves in as well. If we don't have confidence in ourselves a little bit, you know, confidence, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: There's a story here from Wexford. It's the last of my stories here I think um, Years ago in an old ruined chapel Near the road in Kilmore Parish A light used to be seen on Halloween All Souls Night This light could be seen plainly from the road And all the people were puzzled But none of them had the spunk To see what it was One Halloween however A wild young fella came along And he had a sup in So he, when he saw the light Begob says he I'll jerk a stone at it And try what is it is what is it? There were two more young fellas Woodham and they would stop, try to stop him saying that things like that were better left alone but your man wasn't having any of it and uh, picked up a stone and jerked it in but nothing happened so he jerked another one it was the same way and so he jerked another one, this time it hit the sidewall of the chapel and hopped back and hit the fella on the shoulder someplace and the man was paralysed on the spot, not able to speak and on that day, 12 months, he was buried inside the ruins of the chapel, he had jerked the stone at but the light did not stop it, still kept lighting on those nights for many a long year but nobody ever meddled with it again because they said it was serious to meddle with them things because there were no right things. Now we got a lot more <laughs> deep and dark there as we went into Kilmore, uh, that was the. Uh, but that's the, the that, experience that, as well, isn't it, Michael?
2: That's well. That light tradition of seeing lights. Oh right. said, Yeah, that that's found all over the county. This idea of seeing a of light. Um, some parts down round southwest Wexford, the, the Powell light. Um, up around Ballygarth, even Dad. Remember, Daddy said, if if the classic one, if you saw a light, they said it was a spirit coming back looking for a prayer, so you'd go to the priest. And I came across that exact same scene of lights in Newfoundland as well. This idea of something coming back. Now that story you have is that classic story of seeing a light and then you've got a bit of development thrown into it and then you've got a bit of a moral then at the end of it. you man through the stone at it and he got, he had, you know, he was buried in the place where he was. So that idea of seeing lights or coloured lights, that that crops up. And even at Halloween, like Granny would have had the classic one was Jack the Lantern, not, not Jack-o'-lantern, Jack the Lantern on the Byrie Bridges up there, uh, Corbelly up near in and in And they all saw a light a light going down the bog at night time and a recorder and I have her on videos and oh, she swore it. She'd swore. She, she, this, this is definitely, definitely the case. Um, so that light thing was there. Um, so it was associated with Halloween, but also any times of the year it was, but one thing that struck me there, which was lovely, actually the word jerk, the jerk to jerk the stone and yeah. it was not lovely. Yeah. Um, now that's a word you won't hear very often, you know, um, and I came across, I came I got a lovely recording of a woman called Julia Murphy from knock a from 1972 a t- school teacher from uh, Kerry in Munna recorded her but she was on the boat she, she recalled an incident that happened the record recording's lovely of that but she used the word to peg you know like the pegas. we'd say peg stone right mm-hmm. they a jerk yeah but she had the word to peg a pike she said that the pikemen were waiting for the yeomen and they pegged their pikes at them right I never you know oh, the pike yeah yeah like a spear yeah yeah and she said it two or three times I was going alright what does she know that we don't know you know yeah. But that's a great story michael that's a fantastic story
1: yeah so many great stories speaking of what does she know that we don't know that's the story you told me a few uh, years ago, or maybe just a year ago about uh, how saint patrick was uh, dismissed from tupper patrick near castletown yeah.
2: <laughs> tell us yeah. about that was a great another great story as well i i, I recorded a woman called brie Kavanagh. Um, when I was working in Castletown on that project, when I recorded that Purcell man, Ned Purcell, mm. I recorded a woman called Breda Cavanagh And Breda had the story, and there was another woman from Gorey had it as well. Now, that same, pa- it was actually, who had your man had it in the, oh God, it crops up in the Four Masters, but then she had it, and she had it. Said, oh, yeah, St. Patrick landed here on Toberpatrick Patrick, and the locals didn't like him, and they, they threw stones at him, and they ran him, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, and, but yeah, the, the fact that she could, she could be, Think back to whatever the fifth century, you know, hundreds, you don't know, talk about St. Patrick, you know. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like last weekend, you know, this kind of way. Yeah, but I yeah, he left then, yeah, he went up then, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Our locals haven't changed. No. <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, James Flood, who you'll hear in the middle, we're, we're on a good vibe here, I'd say we'll stick with that before we burst you with a flash flood. That's our segment from James. But James uh, is very interested in folklore. Needs a few questions there for yourself, Michael. He, uh, one of them is, would you like to see a similar endeavour to the religious project that was the school's folklore commission that was set up in the 1930s, set up again in the modern day?
2: Yeah, it's an int- it's an interesting one. Uh, we've been working in schools ourselves, recording folklore with with, with young people. Um, it's a I, I I would in theory like we we've done projects like that twenty years ago. This is a gas thing. We've been doing this for twenty years. Late nineties, this kind of area of work right. The social media is kind of put a highlight on it. Mm. And would, yeah, there would be you know you know what? It'd be no harm. It There's but just the, the way in which we do it. I really think I think that like. We, we were doing training programs back in 2005, we We're training men down in Rattan and Wexford and training programs over the last few years to um, use video cameras, to use their mobile phones. Like, the whole world, the, 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 there's a, g- a game changer happening with these things here now in our, in our hands, right? Yeah. I can, put up, I can put up a word, I can put up a piece of folklore and I can go straight into the pockets of someone in Newfoundland, straight into the pockets of someone in Raton, or straight into the pockets of someone in Mellick or somewhere else, right? So even the way so to get back to the point there is but i think we need to look at the tools in which we we do it right um i think one of the one of the things that we're going to see huge loss, the, the english have been doing it, they've got a day have the the british library sound library or uh, accents library i think it's called in their an art a section in their library well, well, accents words what the people look like that kind of stuff is is really really important i know that we're dealing with bigger issues of image release and all that but i think we're missing the point like i even came across challenges even working with people who are folklorists over the years who said oh no we just record on zoom just record an audio and i was saying, as i said the video captures the you know it captures the face it captures all the moments it captures our clothes you know all those lovely little traits, those human traits that they, they, that can be lost and it also gives you the, the opportunity as well then, you can make an audio podcast of it, you can make it, you can transcribe it, you know but it gives you those options, you know, a little bit more skills, um, but even at, at its most basic, definitely any school to be able to go to record stuff to, you know I think the deeper connection to who we are and the stories of who we are, that's really important, you know, and to and to have a connection to, like again, i again saying it for 20 years, I think once and it's not just folklore, there's loads of things that tie into this. I think a better understanding of who we are and a chance to reflect on ourselves or someone to hold a mirror up to ourselves in our own and our true voice and who we are, not some kind of gloss that's done through for tourist boards. We get, we can get a better sense of who we are and I think that better sense of who we are then will instill something else in a person. I don't know what appears me talking psychologically here but I really believe it. I think that a yeah. young man or a young one will come back and connect to Cranford or Camolan or uh or wherever they're living and want want to live there and want to, you know, want to get a trade there, want to go to college there, want to be a professional there. And yeah. I think those spins I think those kind of things, you know, and I've been saying it for years, unless we have a better understanding of ourselves, we can't we don't know who what we're promoting. And I saw the cultural tourism sector kind of rising since two thousand and eight. And I've always you know some, some of the, the ideas of who we are were created. You know, you know, that kind of way. They were created for tourism, for bed nights. But sometimes you don't have to have bed nights. You know, you can have just neighbours standing in the field talking about a Holy Well that was there, where the hurling mattress was there. You know, there's magic yeah. in that, you know. Um, I'm not so. sure if
1: you viewed the word in that beautiful... Uh, I don't know what you could describe that, that beautiful response there, but uh, identity, really, is what you're talking about. Our own identity and um it, it, you really encapsulated it beautifully. I think we can all identify, especially with G.A you know G a has really embedded that idea within us as well, Michael, and we might not talk about it, but we all know it, and that's the, the instinct of knowing that uh, you uh, illustrate so
2: well. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't help it no matter where you are. If you go to Limerick, you can't help it on your extra jersey. You know, you just yeah. can't, and it's in us, you know, and, and, and when it's used right, I think the GAA has been a really, has, has been a brilliant example of it working, you know, for loads of reasons. And also the other thing as well, which I have to keep pointing out as well, are all those lovely new layers of who we are. We've Polish people living here, we've African yeah. people here. And even things, I, I'd go into schools and I'd be in a classroom and it could be 30% Polish background. Hmm. And you've been t- doing things like, one of the lovely things I always use as an example, we keep a bit of straw, people would get straw from their crib and put it in their purse for good luck for the year. That was a common mm. one in around, around, around the country, especially when I remember was in Wexford. Mm. And now people put it in their mobile phones, it's put a bit in the back of their mobile phone. But what Polish people do on Christmas Eve is they uh, have, have carp or they have a fish. And they would take a scale off the fish and put it in their purse in the same way. No so way. You'd, be going, you'd be going into a classroom, i be going to classrooms, and they would be saying, and we do this, and Danny, does your mommy or daddy do that? They go, yes, my mommy my does that, whatever. So we, sometimes you point out the, the similarities rather than, you know, there's always going to be differences, but similarities as well. One yeah. of the things I documented, documented a couple of years ago in Carlo, I've been wanting to do it for years, was we always got salt blessed coming up to Easter. And this blessed salt, then, and sometimes uh, spuds were going in late, or spuds of seed were blessed, and butter as well, and things like that were blessed. And uh, the salt was then used on Easter Sunday on the eggs, and used on maybe when the was cow was calving, he put blessed salt on it. Well, it faded away, right? Just dipped away. All this stuff dipped away in the 60s, 70s. kind I know there were certain pockets where it exists, but in general. But it's actually the Polish community who get their baskets of food blessed on, on Holy Saturday. So you go to probably into Gori, you'll go into the Scotland. I went to Carlow, and last the open the cathedral in, in Carlo was just like a wash packed with baskets full of cheese and butter and eggs, and the priests come around blessing it. And the funny it's all and there was a load, there was Irish people there as well, Irish born people there, uh, weren't from a Polish background, mm. and uh, just and I've always said that only for only for the Polish people bringing that to here, we our it's it sparked in us what we did, you know that kind of way. Right, and, and and I see that I see that in loads of cases our Christmas traditions, um, lo- loads of things. Yeah. Um, even even the maybush. There's a woman down in Ross who from um, Slovakia, and she she um she puts up a maybush or a version of it. But it's a Polish, it's a Slovakian version of it, you know. And She's yeah. going, why, why are you doing everything here? I said, no, we our thing, so, you know. <laughs> even even they you know the straw boys you see in Kerry for for Saint Stephen, or Saint, Saint Stephen's Day. I know they're traditionally for weddings, not like the big straw hats, the big straw masks. Poland, you go to parts of Poland, same same tradition, identical yeah. masks, and body costumes, you know. You so, um, so there's a bigger picture, which is good, you know. Yeah,
1: Ma- Mark, it's time for your bigger picture
0: now. A oh, few, few questions. Oh, a to... few questions for you, Michael I'm not to Lord at tone here now. <laughs> um, <laughs> First of all, we had uh, the St. Patrick story about Castle Town, but is there is there anything spooky about Castle Town that strikes you?
2: Oh, I'm trying to figure out now, now, there are lovely things. I got great words, there were great Irish words collected in Castletown. There were, uh, there were these, one thing was that these fellas called the Bollisters. i have never heard of them. And the Bollisters were um, the ghosts of drowned sailors. So when the lads would be, to, uh, who's, who told me this? Andy Gibbons, and I can't remember the other man's name. There were two men I recorded. And they, uh, they had a debt to work. When the ghosts, uh, when the lads would be out, I would say, out for herons, uh, mostly I'd say, and did hear these other fellas, these ghosts taken in the nets, They'd say, right, shit, get out of here. And they'd go in, right? So that, that was a kind of a little sign, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out other stories that I had down there now, off the top of my head. They had, the, they had the classic ones, a black dog. They had a great one called, oh, a great fog. A fog used to come in the Ahear River and they used to call it the Murnine Tuk. I never, again, i never heard of it, Murnine Tuk. Um, and I think that, uh, there's a guy, there's a really good um, man called Robbie Sinnott um, who's doing a, a lot of work on the Irish of Wexford, and he came across loads up around that part of Wexford, Castletown, Tara Hill, loads of Irish, loads of Irish in the everyday speech, you know, I know the, the landscape has changed up there a good bit now, there's new, a lot of new people moved in there, but you know, it, 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 I, I, lo- I love that accent lads. you know, goes up to, they say that the MacAmores start at a place called the Yellowlands in Ridge and the end at the Arkla Rock. So oh, we, right. yeah, that's where the, the MacAmores go up. And go in as far as parts of Camolan I'm not sure whether gory was in the bracket then, but yeah, was wet land of the MacAmores, you know. And yeah. Castleton was in the heart of that. Um, they had one story about a big pile of coins, gold coins were found when young lad, young cabiners were sliding down a, a, a sandbank and brought them. Some man came down from Dublin and bought them off and went, went off and melted them. That's the story anyway, like... <laughs> <laughs> A strike, you, know, you don't know what it is you know, but that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: The um, second question I have is Is there a strongly held belief In Mayo about this curse that was placed On him or do they sort of just Think that it's an excuse for them playing shy <laughs> oh, right.
2: oh, oh, About uh, St. Gilliam, St. Patrick's goat That story
0: no. A priest placed a curse on the Mayo football team So that they'd never win the All-Ireland
2: Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, I'd, I'd be if I commenting on that now.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> in, in Mayo, would they sort of believe that or?
2: uh yeah. say the isn't a queer thing, isn't it, lads? Here's the thing: all you need to do, and this is the this intelligent the power of superstition, and especially people who are brought brought up in a kind of a Catholic faith as well. Once you put any little bit of doubt at all in, it's fucking aids away. <laughs> Where, are rid of it then? And, uh, and you'll use that as your excuse, you know, that kind of way it lost because of again back to your thing. So yeah. yeah. But I'm sure, I'm, Christ, I'm sure there are, you know, people people find that. People like even people would always say there be curses on certain places because of certain things that it would have done and all right. Um trying to figure out even in Clare and Limerick and the border of St. Munchin's course, he put a curse on one side of the river. I said there'll never be there'll never be a look on that side. It's even close to us. Down in Saint Mullins and no St. Mullins and, you know, and Carlo yeah i recorded a woman down below in grantstown 2004 or five and uh she told us great story about saint mullin or saint Molin, uh him forgive uh, mullin and all his name mm. had, uh sores on his legs oh is he sixth century seventh century something like that and he was in a place called mullin a in kilkenny and he um oh he sores on his legs and the cows licked Oh, he was using this woman's cows. Now it's not great. Now for to we can understand where she was coming from, writing the story. <laughs> <laughs> he said that this woman, the cows were licking licking the sores on his legs, and she ran him. And he obviously he took he he took, took offence to this, and he put a curse on that side of the river and went over to the Carlo side. And honest to God, I this woman listed three stories, and like she told him as if like that happened because of Mullen, that happened because of <laughs> fourteen hundred years later, you know, or whatever it is. Just, <laughs> So they're there, like they're. I'd say if you, if you sniff around locally, you'll find them as well. Actually, there's, there's even 1798 courses in Wexford, North Wexford. Like, that there's the one with the like the classic one with, is with Mou, the family Mules. I'm not going to mention any names because the note I met Mules people, and know it's only a story. Was a classic one that the, a, a, a Mules man fired the shot into the attached in Boulevard and it said that they'll always be born with one short finger. That's the classic 98. So there's loads of this 98 folklore still surviving, but when like within couple of miles from us you know yeah yes. yeah uh, speaking
0: about sniffing around have you heard about the scratch and sniff sticker of kill michael <laughs>
2: <I have not laughs>
0: you know, know, I'll, I'll tell you about it now Hold on. <laughs> so the scratch and sniff sticker of kill michael. so many years ago out in kill michael on the ruins of the old church walls there was said to be a sticker the sticker was in the shape of a foot And the story goes that if you were to scratch the sticker of the foot and smell it, you would either smell nothing, which meant you were safe, or you would smell the foot of the man who was going to kill you. (laughs) It is said that the last known man to use the sticker was Michael Collins, who was noted as having smelled the sticker, turned around, puffed his chest out and muttered, bastards. The sticker disappeared shortly after his death.
2: Probably, it's probably in someone's house now and you can use it for a cure for something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this, did, did you did you make that one up or did you hear someone else make no, it I, up? No, I made that one up. Yeah, Here's one thing. We've we, we worked a lot of youth work for years and that was always one thing we would engage young with with stories. We would always let them make up stories right? And mm-hmm. that's really, really important. And if the, some of the stories you played, we, we spoke there tonight are classic cases of creativity. Little bits of truth, but creativity. And never forget the entertainment value of of, of, of this. That's what, if, if we lose the entertainment value, we're checking nothing in some ways, right? Mm. It just becomes information. That's all, it's just information, right? But um, yeah, we, we used to, that, we used to get young lads, we look at schools, this back to, t- we, we did a website called Fun Chlody. And in a SCAR team, it was with yeah, some transition years years ago, back to 2005. But we got to make it up cures. Oh, I, I've been doing it for years it's this idea young lads making up stuff you know and you'd pick up a bag of stuff and you'd dip in her hand one would be like how to cure a, how to cure a, 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 toe, a how to cure a bent toe and that one would be how to you know, why is your ear itchy why is my hand itchy why is my foot itchy you know, and they would have to write down all this stuff then you get them back to tell the stories back but there are lovely ways to get them just to talk and to tell stories and just to you know construct something you know sure Michael and, the laughter contained in the videos
1: of the Adamstown and my Ross videos there are priceless the primary school videos uh, this is a good opportunity to refer to your youtube it's just priceless gems you can go through for hours especially i think last christmas uh the phone whole family got around and p technology was just skimming through youtube playing your videos you know uh they're gas crack you'd say you had great enjoyment from uh listening to the young lads and you know
2: you had that play acting between them as well didn't you yeah it was lovely and funny i've got about five percent online lads that's the thing there's about 30 <laughs> collections and about five percent i need to make i need a year of my life to, to just to do it but outside but that, yeah to get it all up um, and broadband's helped right but the, the limerick stuff like the limerick lads were 2004 and september 2004 and 2005 right from the middle of the city blew us out of the water because they had all the classic banshee stories fairy stories Tough, tough kind of in the sense of yeah. a good, a hardy attitude, you know. Mm. And then there were great little lawyers as well. Some of the young lads weren't <laughs> right. And I tell them, I oh, someone you know, you'd never find a comb, and you found a comb in a road the Banshee from Aftie, and she'll rap in the wind, and she'll, you know, all that classic story. Next week to be young lad, and he goes, My father told me the Banshee found ba-. I said, I told you that story last week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that story. And then just carry on then. So it was just brilliant. And and the magic of the Asher premiere to me there's great humour in it, but there was also elements of like the, the the classic story was the banshee lived in the handball alley, and should those stories were existed to keep the young lads away from the handball alley because there were lads down there drinking and bigger hardier lads you know and there was a place called the bishop's lady so and it was like a swamp and if you fell in the hand will pull you down and they'll drown you you'll never be seen again so they're all invented to keep young lads away and keep them safe you know that kind of way Mm -hmm. so it absolutely has a complete purpose right Mm -hmm. so that that limerick stuff was lovely we actually did a screening in the in the actual handball alley in march 2005 and it's still being talked about and just uh, the best of people, you know, brilliant, brilliant stuff, and they're all, they're probably all in their 20s now, the young lads are, you know, Yeah. Uh, the boys in Adamstown were great, like we would have been recording young lads, I've been on a couple of collections with young lads up in Derry, uh, Cavan, uh, Donegal, you know, the lads in Derry were great, tell me talk about Kneecap Alley and places like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: <laughs> was <laughs> a folklore
2: Yeah, I know, but there's thing as well, because there's certain things which children will tell you, and you just can't be, you can't use them. You never ever used them, you know? Yeah. Um, there's just so much stuff there you can't use. Um, but the boys in Adamson were great, right, just like right crack, you know? Yeah. Messing, up. you know? The fellas, the two young ones at the end, James and Kyle clapping his hand with a broken arm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've always said to myself, the teacher with me, now the, the principal there was a brilliant crack, as a clear man, real, just the best. Um, but I, l- I was lucky it was in that school, actually, because that school had a brilliant attitude in that school, I always found. But I always said to myself, to be certain schools now, if there was a teacher beside me, um, that would, the camera would have been stopped. Been stopped. <laughs> yeah, when you stop back in the EJ in front of the man, the man's been like, oh, <laughs> oh, you, know, you know that kind of crack. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, very oh. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh,
0: my next question. Sorry, is uh, have you personally had any encounters with the supernatural?
2: Jesus, let's... <laughs> if I did, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> That's a queer one, yeah. Nah, no, I don't know. I don't know what it is, you know. Jesus, I don't know. Man. I don't. I um, it's funny. You're in your, in your head. You're kind of going, I don't believe any of this stuff. But there's something in you. I suppose maybe it's been brought up in that in, in, in the Catholic faith, too. That stuff is there in you a little bit, mm. you know. Um. Um, and even things like it I've always been saying someone to give you a little medal for your car keys and you say to yourself well, I don't believe any of this old stuff but you won't take it off you leave it there in that kind of way
0: I, or- I, I have that uh, my uncle is very religious and I work with him and he came over to me one day and gave me a little like you know like a bookmark or whatever just a prayer on it and now I, I half read the prayer like, I wouldn't be that religious myself but I put him my work trouser pocket and it's dead there since, and I won't throw it out. I, I, it's not really a conscious thing, but I always put my hand in it, and I know oh, I may put that back in. I leave it there.
2: Mm.
0: So yeah.
2: is that yeah? Yeah, no. It's funny, and it's in us, and it, and sometimes if it's not doing any harm, and it's almost that respect that the other the, in the faith, the good faith, that the other person gave it to you as well. Mm. You know, um, and I think that's important too. You know, and you're not, and you're, and you're not being a hypocrite if, you're, if you say I'm not religious, I don't go to mass, right? I don't, give me, you know, but still, you'd have respect for it. You know. Mm it's a queer here's a queer one for you in newfoundland 2006 or seven we were doing a two week tour myself and alien all around parts of rural newfoundland where there's huge west for the water connection and they're predominantly catholic so they divide the folklore and superstition but then there was also a really strong west country english tradition and they were um predominantly they would have been protestant so far from will protestant War right so we were doing this whirlwind tour too, it was going around the colleges and little village halls and we we're booked into this place anyway and bay roberts was called I went up one Sunday morning, and uh, I went in, and I noticed looking around, there was a lot of red, white, and blue. And then I started noticing there was a good few pictures of the Queen. And I said to Alan, "This this is like an Orange Lodge," and it was because a big Orange Lodge tradition there as well. And I said, "Then the people we met met us in, and just the best in the world." And I said, "Lads, is this an Orange Lodge? He said, yeah, yeah, it's a Fisherman's (laughs) Lodge. I said, all right, yeah, yeah. I said, this community here, because every community would be a very particularly strong Irish community. I may have a very strong English, but sometimes in this community, it's a small percentage of Irish, but predominantly West Country English, Protestant. And I said, lads, we're going to be talking about folklore and stuff like this. Like, you're not going to believe this whole stuff. You're all Protestants, are (laughs) you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, you won't believe the old fairies and banshees. So I said, throw it at us there and see what happens. We, We did the talk, usually, like this kind of stuff. And anything we mentioned about, oh, a fairy, oh, yeah, well, should we do that. And I said, I do draw a Protestants. Said, oh, yeah, we do that. And I was trying to get my head around it. And For years, I've always tried to get my head around it. And it was the, this, like, uh, I know the West Country Indians have superstitions and beliefs to the same degree, but they had our, the, what we call our ones, the Catholic Irish ones who are brought over, right? And then we just seemed to protrude, it. Even though we never controlled power, the small percentage, whatever, 10% of that community were able to spread the stories in, like osmosis into them. And once that story planted then the story was there, it just became part of the fabric of, you know, yeah. um, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that, that, um, that, yeah, that, 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 that superstitious thing was in, in them, you know, but yeah. directly I'd say from, from us, you know. Yeah, planted, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Planted, you know.
1: Yeah. What I love about that story, Michael, is you, you can see that because you've come from the outside, like you had no idea what uh, Newfoundland had, had before, you, you know, you were coming in with, with, uh, a fresh pair set of eyes but i'd say you could see it the same if you were to visit households across wexford and it's that common experience and that you can tread uh, both sides of the atlantic
2: yeah oh it's unreal oh that that was the one thing that opened our eyes we spent a month there last year and it was just gorgeous I tell, and again it's back to these mobile phones folks it's funny i went on facebook about five years ago and i put up a I started away start to share little bits of clips and straight away people related to it and we've been saying it for years, there was power in the local. You know, people can handle the local. I I could go and find out something from None be really interesting, something from Tyrone would be interesting. But sometimes the national broadcaster didn't have that same different production levels as well, I suppose. But that wasn't represent didn't represent that definitely wasn't represent represented along the west coast with TG Carr, thank God for TG Carr, that smaller, low-budget production was there, and that representation of culture was there. And I always felt the likes of the Wexfords and the Offleys and the Carlos and the Cabins and the Monahams were always left out. We didn't fit, we didn't suit to dublin narrative and we didn't Mm. see the west coast narrative you know we're always Mm. fighting for that and maybe that's the thing that drives me a little bit as well i'll be honest with you you have to be driven for two things but one thing i noticed when i when a mobile phone i'd be sharing stuff and straight away i was in the pocket of someone in rural newfoundland Mm. and straight away if you look at any of the posts i put on folklore.ie there's always a newfoundland dimension because they you know they, they connect with it and when we spent the month there we did loads of stuff for in communities where we lived we shared the sounds we collected and people saw what we were doing and got understood it, but they could connect with us. This Jesus, you know, they they even someone in, in, in the in the CBC was saying to me said, you we, that we we managed to shine a light on them that they'd never seen themselves." You know, the folklore department hadn't been doing us. Anyway, they hadn't seen it. Um and this this yeah, this reflection and that that's definitely a whole new thing, the social media thing. I'll put up a word like uh Oh, I was I was square charuse with Michael Dwyer the other day, I mean I was square sore with Michael Dwyer or something. (laughs) And they'll use the same word, you know, they'll use the same word like again, I was using the other day again. Oh, to be five days again we again that's out, or to be five days like again or again. It's it's not again like isn't again but it used the same structures and loads of Irish words and brought carbon copies of the folklore, the moment tradition, the Halloween stuff, the carbon copies. But it's funny, this, the tool that we're talking on now, these kind of modern tools that we're working on have actually helped to connect again, which is brilliant. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's unreal really. Um, I find, you know, um, and work, work like this, these things like this, you know, just low, just. These, these 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 kind of conversations are they magic you know
1: yeah
2: speaking of magic I,
0: I don't think we've ever described flash flood as magic but uh he'll be flattered won't he mark oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're actually his hero michael he's been texting me rang me before i came in this evening make sure you ask him them questions mm. now
1: Oh yeah. oh yeah! When he sent us
0: on five or six,
1: and I only gave one. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'll give you a straightforward one for you from him. Uh, your your favorite library, or um, yeah, your favorite library, Michael.
2: Favorite library, God, it's a good, that's a lovely one, yeah. Um, if I'd more time, I'd love to spend time in the Irish traditional music archive in Dublin. Um, the Itma Irish Traditional Music Archive. Yeah. Um, I don't go up to Dublin very often. I've always loved it. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I love the space and like the feel of it. And it's, it's song and music. That's not kind of thing that I'm interested in, but I, I like that. Uh, even online, lads, come here to me online. I think the God. Let's see, the National Library Photographic Archive is fantastic. Um, the NMNI, the National Museum of Northern Ireland, their our photographic archive. Yeah. Absolutely, this this border created so many problems and that I think we, we forgot these, these, these libraries existed. Like you look at the, the photography work from William Green or Robert Welsh. they were down in Ferns back in 1910, they were down in on in 1910 photographing, you know, and their photographs were up there available online. Um, so yeah, compared to me, the National, The actually I'm giving you three or four answers now, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I could, I, think Johnstown Castle in Wexford is fantastic absolutely brilliant resource you know I, I, I'd go to the National Museum of Mayo and I'd go down to Johnstown Castle and said Jesus Johnstown Castle is really the, the, what I was pitching against you know the, for the agricultural stuff it's fantastic you know mm-hmm. um, one thing I loved actually back in 2013 in New Ross there was these uh, community uh, I was coming more museum really but it was a little shop front a little shop uh, and people brought in JFK memorabilia from the visit in 63 and people brought in cups and saucers and tickets and all this stuff but that was magic seeing all that stuff just coming out of people's presses and out of their attic you know that kind of stuff Yeah, that lovely human you know there you uh, are yeah, yeah. It's
1: the idea of the dresser project and everything that the library's in your home that's what you like as well oh Michael it's it's there It's with it, you can find it if you want to look for it I suppose yeah yeah
2: and, and I suppose by me here's the thing as well and it's it's a it's it's a it's a tricky one. Like it's not no, it's not a tricky, one. By me saying something, now you were probably doing the same, and other people as well, not just me. But by us, by some of us taking a stand or not a stand, where we're just taking us in. God, it's okay to find you know by offer offer by allowing the opportunity to to find your house interesting, or to find your neighbor's stories interesting, or to find a place in which you live interesting. That it's not backward, or it's not you know you're not you know you, you know you're not you're not you're, you're, you're not back you're not backward by by finding that of interest and maybe that's an art background because we can you're thinking outside the box a little bit conceptually as well you know that kind of way mm. um and it gives people then confidence then to go yes i use that word i'd be I like that at home you know but it just c- creates that space uh for that um and i'd use the, the like i'd use the, the social media thing the folklore is a kind of a tool like that did you do that in Carlo? did you do that in wicklow yeah you know by offering offering a chance for a conversation you know um uh, the thing is the gas thing is you know one thing i realized as i get older my whole practice is actually still part of the oral tradition because everything is digital you know i, I have the odd publication you'd have books and projects you're working on but it's still if electricity went it's, it's all gone it's all in my head you know that kind of way yeah 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 um so that's a that's a that's one thing, whatever, you, you, as you get older, you can realize how, you know, but maybe that's just part of my practice was to ignite, ignite or to offer that space for people to, to think about themselves, think think, think about who they're and where yeah. they're from, yeah. Um,
1: James Flood and Flash Flood is part of that oral tradition as well. Here we go.
2: This virus wouldn't have lasted in Ireland as long if we had a real leader a substance a true hero and a man of the people. And we had him before, way back in the time of the, the foot and mouth. And that's Bertie Ahern. This virus wouldn't have happened if Bertie was in charge and there wouldn't have been as many political missteps and falls and fouls and everything like that. This would have been done
1: right from the start. All right, Jess, so uh, He sticks a few pounds in his own arse pocket, but fuck it,
2: there'd be no coronavirus. There'd be no foot and mouth. Foot and mouth was in and out of this country in 30 days. Just want to remind people of that. And that man is being slandered left,
1: right and centre by people that don't know the facts. Oh, that was brilliant. He's breathtaking, isn't he? He's just getting better and better. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, that's, normally we discuss them and we try and, like, say, oh, do we agree or disagree? But uh, uh, now it's become a thing where we just observe them, I think, you know, we just let them happen. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, yeah you do, you just have to let him go. Let yeah. him... <laughs> Take him off the leash. What do you think when you hear something like that, Michael?
2: Oh, it's, uh, um, yeah it's, it's an interest, it's an interesting one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to say really. Yeah. You can understand where he's coming from, yeah, yeah. Where, 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 where had, that, had that charm didn't me,
1: <laughs> yeah, that couldn't trust, I suppose, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be a quick uh, flashback, yeah. <laughs> You you say that uh, this pumpkin thing—it's all new.
2: It's a fad. We had turnips on ago. Yeah. I, you not know. to be fair. You can understand why people carve turnips because we uh, pumpkin our uh, pumpkins because turnips are just our hard work. <laughs> 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 this idea of romantic going back to the past, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, turnips were there. Sugar beet, the Welsh did them as well. And so did the Scots, uh, and and came to me back to Newfoundland as well. They did them as well because of recordings of people over there who did them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sure, yeah, you know, we, we, we I was I was saying, some of the race we, sure, like we, only, we we only we only discovered in about nineteen ninety eight. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let alone, let alone pumpkins, you know. Yeah, uh, well, sure like Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm sure those pumpkin farmers love me. I'd say I'll probably if, if, if <laughs> disappear in, a, in some of mysterious death. It some pumpkin farmers. <laughs>
1: Well, like that. We just hope that our uh, right. I suppose the best thing to do Would be called to call for help. What would you do if you couldn't get out of field, Mark? Accept um, me fate. I suppose. Yeah. I, I, I live it, here now in this field. It seems like that writer has decided. You know, he's on his own now. He's going to have to fend for himself. Um, write to paper chooses,
0: Look for help. Um, yeah. Yeah. To keep doing what you're doing, I suppose it's down to the fairies at this stage,
2: not us. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever walk home from nightclub last years ago when you were younger? And you'd be you'd be fairly full, and it was like to feel like a lad getting lost in the field. And to be fair, if you just rolled into a ditch and just fell over, would put your hood up, obviously, and fell into a ditch. Happy out, like you stay there for a couple of hours, wouldn't you?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, always happened to me. I've sides on the way home many a time. I'd, fall, I'd get out and but I'd go full pelt out and throw into the other side of the road into that ditch. <laughs> yeah, well, happy out. Yeah, happy out. <laughs>
2: to be sleeping will wake
0: up and be grand in the morning He'll be, be alright <laughs> <laughs> I remember that The story of a fella um, My Debs the, That night My girlfriend at the time Collected us Me and this fella in the back And we let him outside his house But we were on the far side of the road And there was a dike With a river in it On this side of the road And this fella He was huge he was Six foot four Huge man and next thing I was in the front of the car and like I was drunk so I wouldn't have heard anything too quiet like I just heard a loud crash and a bang and all these nettles and leaves fall and I turned around and he was gone <laughs> and I got out of the car to find him and there he was lying in the river. And he goes, I grand, I grand. he climbed back up then. But he disappeared.
1: Disappeared. Uh, disappeared. The fairies took him down to the yeah. yeah. lake.
0: <laughs> he was standing there. He was going to the toilet, like, relieving himself. Oh, like, right. He right. saw us standing there. And then the next second, he was gone. <laughs> it could be like that. Yeah. <laughs> our Paper Tuesday's
1: recommendation of the week. This is where we offer our Paper Tuesday and something of value to them uh, that they may or may not dip into. This one comes courtesy of Vaughan Conroy. It's an 11-minute video of Kobe Bryant, uh, Bryant Of motivated, Bryant. sorry, go again. Bryant. Bryant, There we go. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> only for you. It's an eleven-minute video on how to motivate yourself, and uh, it's very—it's basically uh, sharing the simple discipline of Kobe's life, and it's a very—it's a distilled version. Of uh, you know, simple habits that we can do to uh, stir the creativity within himself ourselves. Because I didn't realize, but he was a cartoon. Um, he was into animation as well After his successful basketball career Was he? Yeah yeah. He won an Oscar for or Well he won awards for best story So uh, thanks so for that one and, while, and another one I'll give you um, Naval Ravikant was on a podcast with Tim Ferriss Two weeks ago It's fresh off the presses And it's a fascinating listen I'd really recommend it So they're my two paper chooses Recommendation of the week And now Michael we have your horoscope. Um, do, you, do you pay attention <laughs> to your horoscopes?
2: I certainly don't. But yeah, go, have you got mine there? Have you?
1: I do, yeah. Would you believe? What's your star sign? Oh, Gemini. All oh, right, okay. You doing? When you close your eyes, you don't see the fairies working in your own life, Michael the Gemini. Capricorn's ascent taking a third right turn after Mercury dislikes your life. It feels like everything is going so well in your career, family and hobbies but michael the gemini don't let the fairies take over when saturn plunges into retrograde your brilliant ability to pluck together the best flow of your daily life will stand to you no old wife's tale is going to tear you away from your destiny michael fortune
2: that's absolutely fantastic
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did, did you make that one up? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much creativity
0: bubbling. That's what paper choosing is all about, isn't it? Mark? Yeah, creativity or too much free time. I don't
1: know the <laughs> difference. I suppose we're on to uh, the best 30 seconds of your life, Michael. And this is where uh, we give. Uh, we have played a game with our guests. And so far, our leader is a monk, actually. Glenstall Abbey's brother, Mark Patrick Hederman, got a score of 20 in thirty seconds, uh, so Michael, we're looking for the uh, as many names for Halloween night in thirty in the seconds. Are you ready? One on, yeah. Three, two,
2: one, go. There's Halloween and there's Halloween. All Hollow, All Holland, uh, Wizard Night, Blackman Night, Calican Night. Uh, snap apple night. Oh, Jesus, uh, I'm stuck now, lads. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I fiddle night. Uh, uh, mum and mummers night. Um, I'm going to give up on this, lad, because I, I don't know that more anymore now. What about seminars? <laughs> Ten <or> seconds.
0: <laughs>
1: one, two, uh, three.
2: Colleague and night. I another one. Pick uh, up a few. We won't know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Uh, 30 seconds oh so you got i failed failed miserably
1: (laughs) it was a valiant effort michael and it was 11 so you 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 take your place on the leaderboard anyway all the same so michael (laughs) it's been great to have you uh we've learned a lot any closing thoughts on halloween uh we we really got down deep into the mystery of it
2: yeah, there are a few things. I'm just looking at a few little notes I made myself. Mm. One was never lose sight of the role playing in the disguise element. That's really, really important. That was always big in this our part of Wexford. Mm. and the idea and there's great power of you putting on a mask. Where a man can become a girl for the night, or woman moment become a man for the night, and it allows it in our boring lives sometimes to actually have a bit of crack, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, and don't ever lose sight of that, especially for adults. We need to have a bit of crack and jump out outside of our skin sometimes, and that's really and that's a great power in that and the great power and that we can't do it this year. Obviously, hopefully next year. now touch wood that'll, that'll happen touching a bit of ikea from ikea here now that'll do, that'll <laughs> but with, just in the sense that yeah that, that we can call to a neighbor's house and that's social side of it let's hope that that's good or we can call to neighbours' houses and we it doesn't have to be the, the extravagant extra uh, something big and extravagant and that's a great power as well being able to call to your neighbor's house you know and have a bit of crack um I'm trying to figure out other so other things with Halloween that are really important. That was always really important to us was the role play. The lads in Ballygarret there was always lads, characters in Ballygarrett. They would go out on Halloween night, like dress up, go to the pub, act to Egypt, no one know who they are and they'd leave again. So development and role play was really big. Even asking your fathers and grandfathers and ask older people in North Wexford, they all used to swap the gates, and all the rob the neighbours' gates. I'd swap the wires gates with Murphy's gates or wires <laughs> gates and they the chapel. You know, so all that was going on, you know, mm. it was harmless enough fun, but still it was part of that kind of play, that place, that play stuff of it. So that was always really important. Um, don't forget one thing as well, and we we i is I think it was is lovely. If you especially if you, maybe you don't have children yourselves, but even a, call cannon because you mentioned call cannon earlier on the fear that fairy story yeah there wouldn't be a halloween night passing belly guard my mother's house where there was always a pot of call cannon put on always always and i've recorded to her from the 19 talking from the 1950s and granny probably from preschool duke probably from uh early 20s talking about call cannon calling to neighbors big pot over the fire and no matter what people had or didn't have they'd always get call cannon in a, in a, in a cabbage lever you know one big pot and, and the Wexford one, and true in North Wexford tradition, was cabbage, spuds, uh, not kale, no kale, kale wasn't there. Oh. Onions, there was no scallions. That's the thing as well, because we, these narratives built up. There were no scallions in October, lads. There were scallions in August, September, we think about it, but nothing, right? So it was an onion uh, and parsnip. Parsnip is a real killer for a Wexford called Cannon, right? I know some people put carrot, carrot in, but we always put parsnip in ours. And what we always did was, you'd always have, and that was common. Loads of recordings of this, you'd always put money into it or a ring into the, into the disposal. We called it money dinner loads of people. I found out through, through social media, not through Ducas, actually, through social media, the amount of people who were actually uh who, who actually carried on this tradition, right? You know, and again you'd be surprised, you won't find it and you won't click there and you won't find it. You go to other you know, kind of way. We assume mm. these things are all over the country, but they're not. So call cannons the right one to make. Um what else is there? Here's a great thing. I'll end well. I won't get wrecked right ahead. Halloween's a funny one. It's a kind of thing, it's a you remember the dead as well that was the other thing i wanted to bring it down but that was the belief that the dead came back you'd never throw water out said oh you throw water in the souls in the in the faces of the dead right that was a big thing so it was a time for the living and for the dead you know that was really really important so it's you know and there was great play there you know that kind of way as well when you can play when when you can mess and act to egypt but also respect the dead there's a, there's a lot of life going on there you know little right. little lessons um so yeah so it's a I'm, I'm glad it's still here anyway. So, I'm glad we still have it. We're <laughs> um, glad you're still capturing
1: it, Michael. Keep doing what you're doing. And, and thanks a million for taking the time out of your Friday evening to share us the magic of Paper or not Paper Chip, sorry, <laughs> Halloween. Michael, but you, you mentioned earlier about the lack of confidence. If we don't have people like yourselves, like drawing it out of us, the, where does it go you know we yeah. we forget about we and that's why um it, it there's just such brilliance to everything that you're producing at the moment because uh do you think that's your role actually the folklore is to try to spot what's being missed or you know between the historian and the average Joe just going about his life and trying to navigate something in the middle
2: yeah there's a little a little bit of straddling and there's a little bit of different types of people getting the material. I produce the material and in some ways it's the material that can stand on its own two feet and then it's what people, when people come to it, what to get out of it, whether they're coming from an academic point of view or new age, new pagan kind of view or just some fellow listening to someone's accent, you know. Mm. So, um, and it, like, even though that body of work, the folklore work is really important there, but I, there's a wider practice I would have where you would work with place, people in place and it could be an object in someone's life or it could be a song or it could be yeah so but I think that at, at the heart of everything I do are uh, uh is a kind of a connection to people you know and people are are, are take center center stage and, and 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 lives and the lives whether we're making up yarns or whether we're freaking doing something vintage tractors you know like whatever whatever mm. it is there's just there's, there's, there's um um but I always find it interesting maybe in some ways it's to my own detriment as well I like if I do many things freaking interesting you know <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting you know. yeah very, it's a wide practice you know um yeah. but it's lovely but it's lovely to be able to be back in your home county and working in your home county and as i said we were talking before about the gea putting on your 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 county colors you know and you can't help but do that And that's
1: yeah. A, yeah we are wexford you read that was the epitome of it wasn't it you know it was uh that that three minute video it's it's brilliant you know it's a real epitome of what we are as wexford we are wexford
2: yeah, and, and all the contradictions. And that's what <laughs> I, said, no, I I started off writing that cranky. And I wrote it another <laughs> <one> in another one. And then I asked to do something. And there was a woman asked me to do it. And I got, you know, it's a queer thing. Only for this particular woman saw something in me to do it, I, I wouldn't have come from other sources within. In the local authority or in in, the, in departments to, to 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 do that, you're not know, going kind away. Of when they came from the cultural tourism section, yeah, no, it was great. I was good. And during the summer, we you fil- saw the video. We got people to film themselves. That was gorgeous. Just that. the faces mm. and different voices. That was lovely. You know, yeah, that was magic. Mm. Yeah, brilliant.
1: Yeah. Michael, happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't
2: forget to enjoy. It. Do whatever you do. And stay safe. Which have a bit of crack as well. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> Hello. Mark here. We, um, Robbie told us that <laughs> we should ask the listener to um, like our things on uh, Spotify. Follow us. Follow us on Spotify yeah, yeah. and um, uh, share our things. Yeah, and tell your friends. Yeah, and, and tell them to email you and email me and Michael and Robbie. Yeah, and my email is Mark. At papertuesdays.com. And what's your email? Michael at papertuesdays.com. And Robbie's is too, too hot for you. <laughs> uh, no, Robbie's is Robbie at papertuesdays.com.
1: Your letters to the editor can go to letters to the editor at papertuesdays.com. The editor will look at them. Yeah.
0: Um. I think that's it. Uh, wash your hands. Wash your and hands and stay safe.
1: Stay two meters away from me.
0: <laughs> even after the pandemic <laughs> um that's it that's, thank you